This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Sochet. Episode 225 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by Bluehost. The best web hosting for just $3.95 a month, Bluehost is the number one recommended web hosting service by WordPress.org. So head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the Bluehost picture to get more information about that today. Hello, Social Pack. I hope that you had a great 4th of July holiday week last week. And, you know, last week we focused on holidays and disasters so that you had enough workforce management, planning and forecasting in place to make sure you didn't have a disaster from a scheduling perspective. But then also just in case things were blowing up with your volume in the posts that were coming in, we had you some good information on how to handle disasters, especially if you've got a skeleton crew running. This week, we are focusing on creating your social care team. Why? Well, as some of you may have already heard, I have taken responsibility for creating a social customer care team for the Home Depot. That's right, and I'm so excited to do that. But as I'm thinking through my own strategy for creating this digital customer care team, I'm looking back through my own episodes to make sure that I am using all of the best data that's already out there for me. Hey, we got to use our resources, whether we already made them or whether somebody else has put them out there for us. And it occurred to me as I've having discussions with different people who are running digital customer care and social customer care teams that there are good episodes that are back there that we just need to revisit and make sure that even if you already have a social customer care team stood up, that your fundamentals and foundational principles and strategy are solid. And if you've got any opportunities, you can always go back. It's never too late to go back and just rejig your strategic vision, your focus and alignment from a base structural perspective. So that's what we're going to be talking about this week. I've curated different episodes that have to do with foundationally and fundamentally setting up a healthy social media customer care program. So kick those feet up on the desk, unless the boss is walking by and he doesn't want to see that. But kick those feet up on the desk, grab your cup of coffee or your refreshment of your choice, and have a listen to these episodes. Today's inspiration comes to us from Jeff Bezos, and he said, I'd rather interview 50 people and not hire anyone than hire the wrong person. And the book of the day is Match, a systematic, sane process for hiring the right person every time by Dan Erling. Let's get into today's topic. I'm very excited to talk to you about this. Today's topic is Hiring the Right Agent. I read a Harvard Business Review article from the January-February 2017 issue that was titled, If You Have Kids in the Car, Cover Their Ears Really Fast. Are they covered? Okay. 
It was titled Kick-Ass Customer Service, written by Matthew Dixon, Laura Nomareff, Scott Turner, and Rick DeLisi. Listen, I'm going to tell you that this article that they wrote is not just about hiring the right agent. It has a lot of really good information about providing customer service in a call center environment in general. But this information was of particular interest to me, and I thought that it would be of particular interest to you. So we may cover other information that's listed in the article on later episodes, but I highly encourage you to read that, and there'll be a link to this article in the show notes as well. So what they started talking about was the right type of agent to hire and how that may or may not be what you would think. It was what I thought, but this research that they've done provides study data to back up those thoughts and to give us a different perspective on who we should be hiring and why. So the gist of it, according to Frankie, is that there are seven different types of agents that they categorized from a global cross-industry study. The study included 1,440 reps. They broke out from their different criteria seven types of agents that were accommodators, competitors, controllers, empathizers, hard workers, innovators, and rocks. I'll give you a sneak peek into what's going to happen. We're really only going to focus on two of these. So if you're thinking, oh, geez, I'm at the gym and I don't have time to concentrate on seven different types of agents, don't worry. We're going to narrow it down and focus in on two. But just to show you a holistic picture of what we talked about, you'll, you'll see that it's all been covered. All right. So really quickly, accommodators are listed as people who meet their customers halfway with discounts and refunds. So if someone's upset, this agent would be really quick to say, I'm so sorry, let me offer you a discount or provide you with a refund so that we can make sure that you feel satisfied. These are accommodators. That's type number one. Type number two is competitors. Competitors focus on outperforming other call center agents. So if there's a leaderboard in your call center that says Sally is doing better than Susie, then Susie, the agent, is really excited about making sure that she steps it up a notch so that she can outperform Sally. She's going to do whatever she needs to do to outperform Sally as an agent. Type number three are controllers. Controllers are outspoken opinionated. They love to demonstrate their expertise. They're not the kind of person who goes along to get along and tries to gel with the crowd. So that's type number three, controllers. Type number four are empathizers. Empathizers are good listeners who really like helping people. Type number five are hard workers. These are the agents who follow the rules and the procedures down to the end of it. Type six are innovators. These are folks who see opportunities to improve process. They generate ideas. They come up with the new shiny thing quickly out of what they see. And the last type, type number seven, 
are rocks. Rocks are able to not take conversations personally. When they have a bad conversation, they're able to sort of shake it off and take a deep breath and just move on to the next call. It's really hard to get their feathers ruffled up. So these are the seven types of reps from this global cross-industry study. Number one, accommodators. Number two, competitors. Number three, controllers. Number four, empathizers. Number five, hard workers. Number six, innovators. And number seven, rocks. So the two types of agents that we want to focus on when we're looking to hire the right agents for this conversation are empathizers and controllers. You're probably not surprised that we're focusing on empathizers. In this study, they reported that 42% of managers said that they preferred to hire empathizers. And of the 1,440 reps that were studied, 32% of them were indeed empathizers. So out of seven types of reps, 32% were empathizers. And I won't go too deeply into it because I encourage you to read the article on your own for sure. But essentially, hiring managers, when asked, the first thing they said is, oh, yeah, I would definitely want someone who is empathetic, who's a good listener, who wants to help people. This is the first thing that managers and leaders thought about when they went to hire someone. But you know what's interesting What's interesting is that they later did cross-research and found that from a customer perspective, when they did customer satisfaction surveys after interactions with customers, it was found that the majority of, I hope I don't say this wrong, the majority of great customer satisfaction ratings were not coming from interactions with empathizers. They were coming from interactions with controllers. I know it's shocking, right? Well, not to me. Not to me, it's not. And that's why I loved this article so much because I've had a hunch for a very long time that when you are a customer talking to an agent you are not most concerned about someone saying, I'm sorry. You are most concerned with getting your issue resolved. And what is it that controllers do? Controllers fix problems. Controllers are all about demonstrating their expertise, showing that they can make things happen, showing that they can get something fixed. These are not necessarily the people who are going to say, I'm sorry, a whole bunch of times, although they might, you know, because these types of of representatives, they're not discreet. They're not all individual. You're not 100% accommodating, 100% competitive, 100% controller. There's a mix in there, and it's possible to be primarily a controller, but then also be empathetic to your customer's needs. So when I say all of this, Please understand that I know, that I agree with that. It's important to be empathetic for certain, but mostly isn't it important to make sure that the issue gets resolved? When they did the study, only 2% of managers studied said that they preferred to hire controllers. The other thing that's interesting is And again, I encourage you to read the article. It goes much deeper into it, but what we take off the top of it is that Controllers don't respond well to the way that call center job descriptions are written. 
Call center job descriptions are written in such a way that the agent is normally encouraged to stay within the lines, for example. Someone who follows rules really well and has sort of an assembly line mentality. And controllers more prefer to be able to use their own creative thinking to solve problems and be trusted within a loose framework of guidelines to do the right thing. This is very attractive to controllers. And in the article, it points to the fact that some companies are rewriting job descriptions in order to be able to attract more controllers so that they will have great customer satisfaction ratings as well. I highly encourage you to have a look at this because all of the knowledge that comes out of customer experience, customer call center operations, it seems like it's a no-brainer to make sure that you are looking for someone who is very high on the empathy scale. And that's what we all say that we want. But honestly, I think what we really want is someone who will fix the problem in an empathetic way. I think we want controllers to go out, take charge, handle business, make sure that the customer's issue is fully resolved, and be empathetic while doing it. Wouldn't you rather have someone just fix the problem than say, I'm sorry? I want them to first fix the problem and then, if necessary, say that they're sorry. So anyway, that's food for thought. I thought that was a really important article for us to talk about today. And like I said, this is only one aspect of the article that was written. So highly encourage you to run over to sociallysupportive.com slash five so that you can click on the link to this article and have a deeper look. Today's episode was brought to you by craftbeerclub.com. Good people drink good beer. Get the finest craft beers from America's best microbreweries delivered right to your door. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click on the picture for Craft Beer Club today to learn more. All right, there you have it, guys. That's another episode that will give you really strong foundational practices for creating your digital and social customer care team. Make sure you tune in next time so that you remain on the leading edge of strategy and technology for running your digital and social customer care teams. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time. 